We're chatting about the fact that, listen, most times, sometimes, a lot of the times, they used to be carrying this whole country we are on our backs, man. Our shoulders, shoulders. heavy. Yeah, heavy. Yeah. But my chat is, is that fair? And we're currently joined by Dr. Linda uh, Blockland, and she's actually the acting HOD from the Student Counseling Unit. So, you know, who else better to tell us about ourselves than someone who knows our minds? Who knows <laughs> Welcome, us, basically. Um, Thank you. Do you have any comments on the chat? Because it's honestly kind of the thing of, is it fair to expect us to every time when a social issue comes up or a justice issue comes up to expect the youth to, you know, be the ones to carry it to the forefront and now march to the union buildings and all those things? Or should the adults per se kind of take the problems they create and fix them? Well, I think you've got a very good point there. Um, and yes, I, I think traditionally, or you know, looking back over history, the youth do often get involved. Yeah. In, and raise the, uh, the the social issues and take them forward. I wouldn't say always, but that is very often yeah, yeah, yeah. the case. Yes. So do you think it's fair on us? Is that what's expected? Is it just us well, doing yeah, our part? It, are, we, are we going to talk about fair? Um, the, the youth are the ones who tend to run with it. The youth are the ones who are looking forward to their future and they want a brighter future and they're not always very happy with what... The, the previous generation has done. I guess so. They're looking it. for change. Yeah, that's the tea. So if you got to look for change, I guess you have to be the one to effect it. Okay. Here on Tax FM 107.2. As I mentioned earlier, we are joined in studio by Dr. Linda Blockland. She's from the Student Counseling Unit. Given that everything that's happened in the past week, the Counseling Unit has also, you know, been called out for a couple of things. And I'm not really familiar, first of all, with the unit. I've never had to, you know, experience, like, go there myself or, you know, seek help there myself. So I want to ask you first, what does the unit set out to do? Okay. Well, we are a counselling unit, mm -hmm. as, as the name says, and um, we are staffed by 17 psychologists. Um, and that's a mixture of educational psychologists, clinical psychologists and counselling psychologists. Okay. And uh, we counsel on anything that the students wish to bring us. Yeah. So the first thing that struck a chord with me is you said 17. Yes. There's thousands of us and absolutely I think, yeah. how do you how do you guys manage with that well, not everybody be, wants yeah. to come for yeah counseling. but i think they still are at least you know a couple hundred people yeah. Yeah. who want to be counseled and yeah. for 17 counselors to look after that that seems like a big ask well we most of the time we we try and aim to have a, a waiting period of not more than two weeks which is really if you if you phone up any private practitioner in the community and try and make an appointment you'll be hard-pressed to get one within those two weeks. Oh, so really? It's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not like, you know, you go to the doctor with, with flu and you just walk in the door. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the public health service, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, 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 for um, sure. So I think, you know, if, if we can keep it within that, I think we're doing fairly well. But given, after I've said that, um, we are also open for emergencies every single day. So if there's a crisis we manage that in a different way. Okay, that at least makes sense. Because I know we had, um, obviously we had the vigil last week, Tuesday, yes, and a yes. lot of people were coming forth and yes. sharing their opinions on the gender-based violence and the xenophobia yes. and everything. And one of the comments that was made was like, yeah, there's the counseling unit, but what use is it if I go there and they give me a date so far away, if I'm, you know, going to kill myself, mm. I'm probably, you know, no. please go to do it today, yeah. you know. No, that will, that will never happen. In fact, we saw... A, a number, we're still seeing quite a number of students coming in needing immediate help and, and we, we, you know. That's great to hear. It's very, it's very comforting because I mean, I know we've taken it upon ourselves to comfort each other in yeah. this time, but sometimes we do yeah. need professional help and mm. we do need to go somewhere. So it's good to know at least we have that to go. 
still with Dr. Linda Blocklin and she's from the counseling unit and she's, you know, been chatting to us about what they do. We just finished addressing, you know, the kind of negative image that's around it. And I feel like I think we need to fact check a lot before we say things because I also feel like, you know, and I'll, I'll admit to it myself, we have a bit of a mob mentality. You hear one person say something, then we're all like, yeah, them, them, but it's actually not the facts. And I've been thinking about it from the other side and then in no way are we apologists here or whatever but you know obviously it's quite a apparent thing that a lot of victims would come for counseling but i want to know do you get perpetrators and you know the other side and males coming for counseling as well we definitely get that um and anybody who came for counseling because they felt that they needed help to change behavior that that is negative or they feel guilty or ashamed about in some way they're treated with absolute respect i think we have to um really acknowledge that, that people want to change and help them to do that. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And it's speaking about, you know, acknowledging and helping people, I know there's just a stigma around counselling in general. Mm. I know definitely in the the background I come from being like of a black African family, it's kind of like, are you crazy? Why do you need counselling? What's going on? What are your comments on that? I think you're right there. Um, it, it's it's got better over the last few years, but we I still hear it. it. Just today, I was I was down at an exhibition at the aula, and I heard exactly that. Um, well, I don't want to come for counselling. People will think I'm crazy. People will think I'm mad. For sure. So we have to kind of break through that stigma yeah. and that myth. And especially in the university space, I think there's also a fear of will that be used against me? Like, are my lecturers now going to yeah. know? And now, yeah. you know, is there any kind of dynamic where if there are things said in counseling, they do and might have to be transferred to the academic side of your life? Look, it's absolutely 100% confidential. In fact, we often find ourselves in, in a little bit of uh, uh, confrontation with other areas of the university yeah, because yeah. we protect the confidentiality of our clients yeah. 100%. I think it has to be like that. I think like if that. we're trying to motivate yeah. people to come and see you guys and just, you know, get help, that's the only way yes. to feel safe. We're wrapping up with Dr. Blockland. She's been here and she's given us so much insight on so many different things. Another thing I want to ask is in this time, obviously, as I said earlier, we're all trying to comfort and support each other. Do you have any advice to give to a person who's advising a person, if that makes sense. To a person who's advising a person. Yeah. Um, like like you said, when students talk among each yeah, other. Yeah, in the sense of that someone comes up to me, yeah. what should I do? Yeah. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Yeah. I, th I think the best thing that you can do in, in a situation like that is we use the word contain, psychological meaning. Okay. Just contain them. Just hold them. Give them a holding space. You, you don't have to solve their problems. You can't solve their problems just to be accepting and to be holding, I think that's the best thing that you can do. I think a lot of people needed to hear that because we all want to save everyone when yeah, sometimes we yeah. also need saving ourselves. And if yeah, we, yeah. we do need saving, it's good to know that the unit is there. Please just give us a little bit more information about where the unit is on campus, the operating hours, so that we just know everything. Absolutely. Well, you can find all our details on the website if you just um, Google in student counselling okay. um, at Tux. And we are right opposite you, underneath you, so um, just across the passage from all the food outlets. <laughs> Perfect. We operate from half past seven to four o'clock every day. Uh, obviously, we unless it's an emergency, we don't take somebody in at four. Okay. We close our doors at four. All right. And you did mention an emergency service. How yes. do we utilize that? Well, you just walk in the door. Okay. But you can also um, email us. You can phone us through through the ma the main line, and we operate also hand in hand with the care line. 
So after hours, the care line is available and, and we work hand in hand with them. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Blockland. It's been so insightful speaking to you. And I think, you know, the general sentiment in the room is kind of that we, we hope things will get better and we'll just all help each other cope and contain, as you said. Thank you. And we also hope things will get better. And we are here for the students. Thank you so much. Thank you.